It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap ball. Hand off Jacobs. That's the first down of the goal. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham. Lobs to your corner for Adams. Makes the grab in the corner. Touchdown, Raiders. An absolutely perfect pass. And Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. We have the 2023 schedule in our hands for the Las Vegas Raiders, the NFL season. Yes, we still might be four months away from seeing our guys on the gridiron and getting ready to take on the Denver Broncos in week one at Denver, but we're ready. And this schedule makes it feel real. The regular season, I mean, that's always the, for me, the end of the season and the beginning of the season, it's the wait where I'm like, all right, you're getting your hopes up. You're seeing the players come in. You're seeing the draft happening. You see everything going on in the NFL uh, cycle that never stops, that you always have something to talk about in the NFL. And now we have the Raiders schedule where, by the way, they're starting off with back-to-back road games at Denver and at Buffalo until they come back for week three here in Las Vegas against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Harry Ruiz filling in for JT the brick closing out the week. Yesterday, the schedule was released exactly at 5 p.m. when our local programming here at Raider Nation Radio ended. So we had three great hours earlier today in the morning with Clay, with Vinny, with Lindsay on the morning tailgate. Dave, I always join their show on Fridays. I always have fun uh, hitting them up and seeing what's going on. I wish I was at 9 a.m. That way I didn't have to wake up at 8. But I'll do anything for our Raider Nation radio family here. And now I get to talk with you, Raider Nation, for two hours. I've been interacting with you guys on social media all day yesterday after the show since the schedule got posted, going semi-viral for a post I did about the charge. Chargers, who their fans seem that they're okay with their team dishing it, but they can't take anything back. So I'm cool with t- talking trash. I'm cool with some smack talk. You always got that line that you don't cross, and I always put out facts, and I always talk with that kind of stuff. And Chargers fans, they woke up a little bit pissed off at me, and I got no problem at all with that happening because I don't like them. They don't like me. That's cool. As long as the Raider Nation, you guys are cool with me. I'm cool with you because I'm one of you. I love love being a member of the Raider Nation and having this microphone in my hand. It's a huge responsibility. Later today in the show, we're going to have Levi Edwards from the Raiders, which by the way, you can see him on the video release for the schedule that the Raiders did yesterday at 5 o'clock on the dot. He was part of the team employees that were featured in that video that I liked, that I dug. I thought it was cool. And heck, yesterday... Last night, it was like 10 o'clock, and I found a thread with all the release videos from every NFL team. All 32 teams did something to try to go viral, to try to catch the attention of the NFL. And it's crazy that the simplest thing was the one that ended up being, in my opinion, the best video. And shout out to the folks over with the Titans out in Nashville. They went out on the streets and just asked, 
casual folks walking down the street, and their video was incredible. Go to their social media. The simplest video of them all ended up being the one that took the crown, in my opinion, of the best one. And also, shout out to the Indianapolis Colts. They did. They incorporated food with two of their defensive linemen, two of their big guys up front, DeForest Buckner, one of them. And I enjoyed their video as well. The Raiders one I enjoyed. And I'll give you guys the Chargers props. Second year in a row that you guys did the same thing with the anime, but it was cool. I dug it. There you go. You guys all right with that? Or are you guys going to start talking trash back on social media? I'll give you props on that. Anime two years in a row, and this year it was all right. I liked it too. There, there was parts of it that just I cracked up when I saw the Detroit Lions and they put up the PSA on gambling. That was hilarious. Or the Kansas City Chiefs when they did a little skit on their fan that got arrested for robbing banks and him taking his ankle, ankle bracelet off, his monitor, and then being pursued by Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk. That was funny too. So there's something about this big day which it's not the Super Bowl for the social media teams. That's the Super Bowl in itself. That's where everybody wants to be. But that's where everybody wants to one-up each other. And when you're four months before the regular season starts, you have a schedule where fans are booking their flights, their trips, their hotels, their rental cars, which, by the way, shout-out to my friend Sarah up in the Bay Area. She posted on Facebook a list of, like, 10 trips with a li- an airline uh, of all the trips that she's going to be doing. And I'm like, damn, there you go. That shows you what I already know, that Raider Nation is dedicated. They're coming out to Vegas if they don't live out here. They're going down to L.A. They want to do that trip to Buffalo. My friend Yvonne, she's marking off stadiums in her list, and Buffalo was one that she was missing. So she was very happy that they're not playing the international game against the Bills. She's going to go get get to go to Buffalo and Indianapolis, those two stadiums she's missing. There's people that want to get to know every stadium in the NFL. Also, shout out if you're a wrestling fan, Tommy Dreamer. I got to catch up with him. Um, on, uh, with Impact Wrestling. They were in town not long ago, and I saw him with a Raider hoodie. And I'm like, yo, Tommy, you a Raider fan? And he's like, oh, yeah, diehard. He came over, and we started talking, and we were talking for like 20 minutes. Then the next night, I was like, Tommy, have you gone to the stadium yet? And he's like, oh, yeah. And he started showing me pictures, and he told me that he's trying to go to every NFL stadium and every NHL arena. So there's fans that sports is our getaway. It's the way that we distract ourselves from our 9 to 5, from our life, from things going on that might have us done, down on other things. Sports get us engaged with something uh, on a daily, like me. I'm a huge baseball fan. So for me, tonight, I'm going to be watching Dodgers Padres for three hours. And that's going to be my distraction. And that's for me is like, um, Bobby can see me. I'm not wearing the blue shoes today. I'm not wearing the blue Griffies. But I'm wearing the Dodgers, the Los Dodgers Jersey. I'm I'm ready for Dodgers Padres after beating them two out of three times last weekend. Now we get them in LA. That's gonna be fun. And Raider Nation, I mean you guys, this is a, not a fan base. This is a family. And you guys are ready for all these trips to Vegas. Ten games in Las Vegas, one preseason, nine regular season games. Yesterday, I was telling you guys of some leaks from other organizations to their beat reporters that I trusted including the game against Pittsburgh 
Heck, let me go over here to my notebook where the game against Pittsburgh, the game against Green Bay, I think we mentioned to you guys, and the game against Kansas City was confirmed. Other leaks that I wasn't trusting much but that I put out there was the Detroit game, the Giants game, and the Vikings game, and they all ended up being real. So we gave gave you a head start on those, but now we got the full schedule. So here we go. In case you don't know, and also we'll be breaking it down with what I think of it and how these games are being sent our way. First, the preseason. We know the order. We only know the date and the time for one of those games. Preseason, week one against the San Francisco 49ers at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, I have potential dates. I don't have the date right now in hand, but it's either going to be August 10th, 11th, 12th, or 13th. It's going to be that weekend because week two, the Raiders will be visiting the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium, August 19th at 6 p.m. The Rams already released all their preseason games, including the game against the Raiders, and that one's going to be August 19th at 6 p.m. And then week three, the final preseason game for the Raiders, is going to be at Jerry's World over there at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, against the Dallas Cowboys. That's preseason, which for me this year is going to be very, very interesting with a rookie class of nine draftees and then all the undrafted free agents that they're bringing in where you got a couple of offensive linemen that are hopeful to stay and one of them had a big bonus. I think the biggest bonus in the NFL this season for him to sign, so that's a, a good showing for him of potentially staying with the team. They want him here, so preseason is going to be way more interesting than last year in my opinion. So I'll keep that in mind. I got to work every game. So it doesn't matter if it's preseason, if it's regular season, if it's playoffs, I'm going to be in the radio booth calling the game. But this year, I'm way more interested in these games than last year when we had four. Then we dive into the regular season. The Raiders kick off. Remember last night? Last uh, Not last night. Yesterday afternoon when I was signing off, I was like, please, NFL, take it easy with those back-to-backs on the road for the Raiders. Last year, the Silver and Black had two. Last year, they played on the road back-to-back weeks 8 and 9 against New Orleans and Jacksonville, and then weeks 11 and 12 against Denver and Seattle. So I was, like, hoping they would take it easy on the Raiders when it comes to that, to -to back-to-backs. And it seems like they were like, all right, you want me to take it easy? I'm going to go heavy on you guys. Three back-to-backs for the Raiders on the road, including the first two games of the 2023 campaign. Week 1 at Denver against the Broncos, and then week two at Buffalo against the Bills. There's some pros and some cons to that. In my opinion, the pros, definitely being able to play in these two cities in September, that's a big advantage for the Raiders. I know that I had people yesterday in my stream on my channel, La Nación Raider, where I spoke with my good friends, Demian Reyes from Chicago and Ricardo Villanueva from Mexico City, where we did our uh, schedule release uh, show. There were people saying, well, Derek Carr's not with the team anymore, so, so the cold isn't a factor anymore for the team. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what. I don't care who the quarterback is for the Raiders when they play in Pittsburgh on Christmas Eve last year. We saw the weather. I think it's the same situation if it's Derek Carr, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, if it's any other quarterback and you get that kind of weather, it's going to be terrible. So playing in Denver in week one and Buffalo in week two is something that I dig. Even though they're back-to-backs and it's back-to-back games to kick off the season on the road, I'll take it. Early in the season in those two 
cold cities, I think that's good for the Raiders. Let's go to the listener line here on Raider Nation Radio. Javier from the Yay Area from Oakland. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Thank you uh, for taking my phone call. Absolutely, man. What did you think about the schedule and kicking off the season with back-to-back road games? You know, I was just listening to you, and I completely 100% agree uh, with that, uh, you know, playing in those cities earlier on in the season to avoid the, the, the cold, for sure. Yeah, that for me is something super important. And then you dive in and see all those primetime games that the Raiders got. Are you surprised with that? Or do we just get payback from last year where we pretty much got ignored? You know what? Um, I think we're geared up for primetime this year. When you, any, anytime you, you bring in somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo and you have the performance of Devontae from last year and, of course, uh, the best running back in the league, Josh Jacobs, you know, people want to see that kind of stuff. They, they want to see the miracle plays. They want to see the fast plays. And uh, that's what we give as a team. So we deserve it for sure. Absolutely. Javier, what do you have in mind, man? Do you have a prediction for this season once you saw the schedule and the way it's broken down? Did your prediction for wins and win-loss record change, or is it still the same? Uh, you know what? For me, it's not about wins and losses. It's, it's more about are we being more competitive this year and can we get over the hump? Because every year it's, it, I mean, the, every, every other team is also trying to get better. So it's, it's really just about keeping up and then overtaking. And I'm, I'm really, really um, looking forward to a, to a good competitive year uh, looking at the roster for sure. We made some really good moves in the off season. I think there's still a couple of things gonna, that are going to go on and the draft. Uh, I was really pleased with the draft. So uh, I just, I can't wait for, everything to start going, uh, starting to, you know, blend the team during, you know, off-season workouts and whatnot and uh, seeing how the guys come out, you know. We seen you out here in Vegas, Javi? Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, I currently uh, work for the, the Black Hole and uh, am owner of the League of Bandits, so I, I'm invested. I'll, I'll be out there every single home game. Uh, we'll be doing our parties, at, of course, at uh, the Mandalay Bay and Flanker inside with the fan district. So we have a lot of things planned with player signings and, you know, of course the, the awesome super fans that uh, the traditional, you know, Raider nation knows. So we have some really good things prepared for Raider nation. Uh, we have some great packages, uh, hotel packages and signings. There is going to be no better place to hang out than with the black hole this season. Check out the League of Bandits on social media. Javi does a great job. We're actually going to get Mark Jones on the show later on today yeah, with sure. the Black Hole to talk about what you guys going on because I already saw social media blowing up with what you guys yeah. got planned, and the Black Hole is always where it's at. Javi, thank you so much. Say what's up to your kid, man. I hope to see you guys soon out here. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And you have a good weekend, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for to Javier from Oakland, our first caller today. If you want to call in, the Raider Nation listener line is available for you. 702-365-9200. Let's go back to the schedule. First two weeks, we mentioned it on the road at Denver. The season opener against Sean Payton, his first game back in the NFL. And then you get Buffalo with Josh Allen and that good squad out there. In my opinion, if you go one and one between those two games, that's good for the silver and black. That's where you want to be and not start off the season like last year where the team was 0-3. Then you host your first game. 
the home opener, that's always huge for the Raider Nation. And I was seeing the ticket maps online with the secondary market, and those ticket prices are nuts. The Raider fans, they're ready, but unfortunately those prices are crazy. But that's the secondary market. That's where people with PSLs, they have the right to sell their tickets, and this is the worst time of the year to buy tickets. I'll tell you that because all everybody is hyped up, and everybody just lists their prices four months before the season kicks off and be like, all right, if somebody wants to pay me a crazy amount of money to not go to the game and take my tickets away, go ahead. I'll say wait a little bit closer to once the season's about to start if you want to see those ticket prices go a little lower. The airplanes, though, the hotels, those get them taken care of before the prices skyrocket. So Pittsburgh Steelers, Kenny Pickett, your first home game on Sunday night football. I think that's a good spot for the Raiders to kick off things out here in Las Vegas. I know Mike Tomlin, he coaches the heck out of that team. He has never had a losing record at the end of the season in all his time out there in Pittsburgh. So it's going to be a very well-prepared team, and the Raiders, they're going to face a good defense. Difference is, unlike last year, with the game in Pittsburgh where the weather was terrible, now over here in Las Vegas, you're going to be playing in a dome stadium. So hopefully that's the difference, and then by then you got the offense rolling. And you can get a, another win to go up in 2-1. to one. Then there comes that road game in Los Angeles, which it's a road game because the Raiders travel to Los Angeles. But once they get there and once they go inside SoFi Stadium and look around the stands and they see them painted silver and black and they see the Raider Nation invading that stadium, you know it's... The only thing that makes it a road game is the trip and the videos they put up on the video board where the folks in charge of the cameras, the technical directors are trying to focus. They're like, hey, where are the seven Chargers fans in the stands so we can focus on them and show them on the screen over and over and over again because there's a majority of Raider fans and you see the Raider fans trying to sneak in in the background. So that game is going to be huge, in my opinion, for the Silver and Black because if you're able to eke out a win in Los Angeles – you would come back home with a 3-1 and record for back-to-back home games. And one of those games is against a quarterback that is going to be playing as a starter. It's his first year as a starting quarterback in the NFL, and it's Jordan Love, Green Bay, Week 5. And it's a long week because the Raiders will be playing on Monday night football. So the first two home games for the Raiders in the 2023 season, they're on primetime. Sunday night football and Monday night football. The premier nights to watch football where the nation is just everybody watching. That's where the Raiders are going to be playing at home against Pittsburgh and against Green Bay. And in my opinion, those two games are winnable. The strengths of Pittsburgh and Green Bay are their defense. The strength on the Raiders on paper is their offense. So let's see who can do the best with their best unit out on the field. And the Raiders, they need to get their their stuff out, out there and get the wins against these two teams in their first two home games. And then you go to week six. Oh, boy. I remember last year's game against the Patriots, and that was a nail-biter. That one was crazy. That was a game that I'm never going to forget. That finish, I mean, wow. And I've been able to now to meet uh, the, the, the folks that were involved in that play. I met Ramondre Stevenson. 
at the Warren Moon event that JT was very kind to invite me to. And I introduced myself and I actually, I was like, hey, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but I got to thank you, man. If you hadn't thrown that ball back to, to Jacoby Myers, maybe I don't go semi-viral and the Raiders don't post my highlights on their social media and tag me and they blow up. He was like, yeah, man, I know. And he asked me, I showed him the video. He was like, oh, dude, that was solid. So Ramondre, he's a local kid. He's a great guy. I'll wish him the best. But damn, that play, I couldn't believe it was happening. And then Chandler Jones scoring the touchdown. I spoke with him at the Raiders draft party uh, a couple of weeks ago. And and uh, that was pretty fun to tell him. I was like, dude, that was nuts. That was crazy to be able to do that. And I mean, now we got... Uh, Jacoby with the silver and black too. So that's going to be interesting. And I'll say this, teams coached by Bill Belichick, they're usually disciplined. And you know that their defenses are stacked. And they drafted Christian Gonzalez, which a lot of folks in the Raider Nation wanted the Raiders to draft. They traded down to number 17, and they still got Christian Gonzalez. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. And you look at that and those first six games, despite the Raiders playing back-to-backs on the road to kick off the season and then playing week four in Los Angeles, meaning that the first three, the three out of the first four games for the Raiders this season will be on the road. When you get to week six, it's all balanced. Three out of three. Three home, three away. Once you get to that six-week Spot, which, by the way, fortunately, the bye week for the Raiders didn't land early this season because you go back to the last couple of years between 2018 and 2022, the Raiders had three bye weeks in week six, one in week seven, and one in week eight. So this was a point of the season where the Raiders were usually getting their bye weeks in recent history. But now they got it a little bit later, and we'll speak about that uh, coming up in a bit. But then comes the second back-to-back road trip for the Silver and Black. Week 7 at Chicago. That's the, the last week of October, which I have friends that live out there in Chicago, and they tell me, dude, we dodged a bullet with the Raiders game in Week 7 being there at Chicago because the weather is actually going to be nice. You're going to be looking at 50s or high 40s. 60s because the game also will be at noon so nice time of day for the Raiders to go out there and Justin Fields let's remember they had the number one overall pick that means that they had the worst record in the NFL so they're a team that's rebuilding that they have a lot of draft assets and they do have Justin Fields but at the same time they don't have a complete roster that scares me so that's another opportunity for the Raiders week eight that one was interesting to me if you put the whole schedule the 17 games that the Raiders would be playing in 2023 I think one of the last games I would have guessed that was going to get a prime time slot for the silver and black was going to be week eight at Detroit and the Raiders are playing Monday night football in that game Detroit a very explosive offense the Raiders a team that has a lot of offensive power out there on the field that, that game could be fun. That game could be interesting, and maybe that's what ESPN saw out there. So that's the second Monday night football game for the Raiders in a four-week span, and that those are all the Monday night football games the team has scheduled at the moment. I'm going to go quickly right now, just say the rest of the games. We'll evaluate a little bit of it later, but we're going to have uh, Levi Edwards from the Raiders join us in a bit. But 
Week 8, Detroit, and then comes back-to-back home games against the New York teams. Week 9, the Giants. Week 10, the Jets on Sunday Night Football. Week 11, at Miami. Week 12, versus Kansas City at Allegiant Stadium before the bye week on week 13, which, by the way, is the latest bye week that the Raiders have had in franchise history. Before this, the latest bye week the team had had was week 10. They've had it five times in history. 91, 04, 2010, 2016, and 2017. They had never had a bye week after week 10. Now they're having it in week 13. Week 14 versus Minnesota. Week 15, Thursday night football in Las Vegas. So two games in a five-day span. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Two games in a five-day span. Sunday against Minnesota. Thursday against the Chargers. And then back-to-back roadies on the ro- uh, against Kansas City. Week 16 on Christmas Day. Week 17 at Indianapolis, and you close it off at home against the Denver Broncos. I honestly liked the way the schedule ended up being settled for the silver and black for the 2023 season. Uh, I like it. Let's see what goes on. Now it's the weekend. Now we get another chance to evaluate the schedule. We're here on Raider Nation Radio. We'll be doing it all the all day long. You already heard the morning tailgate. We're here with the JT The Brick Show and at 2 o'clock, Q Myers with Unnecessary Roughness. It's the weekend. It's time to grab an ice-cold Modelo, the official cerveza of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirits. Modelo, rooted in the heart of the Raider Nation. Drink responsibly. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Let's go to a break, and we're going to come back with Levi Edwards from the Raiders joining us here on the JT The Brick Show. To the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. You know, I, I, honestly, growing up, I didn't know a whole ton about the Raiders. Grew up in Chicago. Uh, only thing I knew about the Raiders was my dad. He, he was a Bears fan, but he also, you know, li- liked the Raiders. He always said they were the cool team. They were the team that everyone wanted to cheer for, the badasses. And uh, I always kind of, that was kind of my impersonation of the Raiders. Uh, other than that, I mean... It was a cool organization. I can remember, you know, the throw, Ken Stabler, guys like that, just uh, hard-nosed guys that it was cool. And that's what we're trying to get back to. Damn right, Jimmy G. That's a cool team. That's a badasses. Same thing with the guys that you're listening in the background with Metallica, Lux Eterna from their new album, 72 Seasons. Those guys are hitting 60. And now they're going to have a world tour where they play uh, two shows in three days and not play the same song on either of those shows that's incredible and someone that does an amazing job as well every time i go on raiders.com i love reading his his stories he does incredible and now we're going to include him in the acting realm as well did did you get a sack card to be able to be a part of that uh video shoot for the raiders levi edwards uh no i didn't uh it was really just a very organic thing uh we have a we have a great digital department um you know social you know we have a great social media department. We have a great digital department. Great video, uh, all under Silver and Black Productions. And they really gave me the chance to kind of do my thing, and they kind of, 
you know, wrote the part for me to kind of, you know, be a little funny. I'm someone that doesn't take myself very seriously. So uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, no, I love the video. I had a great time watching it. I, I'll be honest, the moment it got released, like after I saw you, I had a fast forward. I was like, I need to see the schedule first. And then after seeing the schedule, then I saw the whole video again. And I was like, yo, that was very good. You guys integrated a lot of employees behind the scenes that don't get a lot of camera time. Shout out to Janae. She did a great job right there, too, in the same shot as you. Uh, tell me, how many shots did it take? Uh, how many takes did you guys had to do to get the final shots? Um, more than you think, to be honest with you. It probably took about, you know, we just got in the lobby of uh, at HQ. Um, and, you know, they have to, there's a lot of paper thrown, i tell you that. And I'm very surprised I didn't get a paper cut from all the takes. But, uh, you know, it uh, probably took maybe about, you know, 10 to 15 takes. Oh, wow. To get everything the way that they wanted to get it. Uh, it probably did take more than 30 minutes. I definitely would say it did take more than 30 minutes. So it was definitely a lot more time than you would think for something that short. But, uh, you know, we have... Uh, we have a really top-notch video team, and they want things to be precise. So we just kind of did things the way that uh, they needed to get done, and I was really excited with the results. Yeah, so Silver and Black Productions, shout out, to, shout out to Marcus Padilla as well. You guys included employees from behind the scenes. You guys included uh, Josh McDaniels, Sandra Douglas Morgan, Dave Ziegler, uh, players out there like Jimmy G, Mad Max, Devontae Adams, that was cool to see, Amber, uh, James Jones, Eric Allen. That, that, I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed the video. And tell me about the final product. What did you think about it? Uh, well, I love the final product. Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, the thing that you said is it incorporated a lot of the team and it kind of let people see a lot of faces that they don't normally see that are so important and so uh, pivotal in what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, a lot of my coworkers in my department were in it, and it was good to see them kind of get their acting debuts as well. I was just as excited to see a lot of my coworkers do their thing. You know, like a, even at the beginning of the video, you know, the guys that work in ticketing and with PSLO holders, you know, seeing them do their thing, like that was even just as much as fun to me as, you know, watching myself in the video. So it was really cool. Uh, another fun fact that I was actually also with Josh McDaniel scene as well when he was coming in for the press conference. I uh, had another scene where I was acting as one of the media uh, people, you know, one of the, you know, I was basically playing myself. Uh, you know, I was in the press conference and I was acting like myself and put my little notebook and pen up. And uh, Rachel Gosson, who's, uh, you know, our uh, our team website editor, she was in that scene too. So we both uh, were in two scenes. So that's pretty cool. So even though you couldn't see us, it was, uh, and you know, you could see Josh kind of try to get into it and try to, you know, get into his acting realm as well. So I thought the whole situation was cool. I think it brought out a lot of fun. You know, there's a lot of, serious work that goes around here so it's cool to just kind of you know tone it down a little bit have a little bit of fun I, it, was, it was a good time yeah, shout out to Rachel too. I noticed her on that on that scene that you're mentioning with Josh McDaniels, right dead center where you're usually at uh, during press conferences. And I mean, pulling back the curtain a little bit, I actually texted you this earlier today that I had more questions about the video than the schedule because I'm intrigued. But our listeners, they want to talk about the 2023 schedule for the Silver and Black. What were your thoughts seeing that we got five primetime prime games plus the Christmas game that's going to be a standalone game? as well start and finish against denver three of the first four on the road what did you think about that well when it comes down to it it's the raiders it's one of the most storied franchises in nfl history um just with so much you know intrigue such a strong fan base and also on top of that you're in the 
sports entertainment capital of the world now, which is Las Vegas. People want to come to our games and see good football. So not only am I excited to have five primetime games, I'm excited to have as many primetime games as I do on, you know, at home, you know, in our crib. And that's a lot of fun. So uh, I'm really excited to see our schedule and see how many that we got. Uh, but I'm also not surprised just with the uh, amount of history and intrigue that this team has. And, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. We got a lot of big time players and a lot of big time teams coming in, so it's gonna be a lot of fun watching some good football this season. And I've seen you out there on the road too, also on game days, putting out your keys to the game, your videos that are very well produced. How excited are you that the Raiders, I think, caught a break getting Denver, Buffalo, and Chicago before November hits? Oh, by the way, uh, before I, I was about to say, uh, Harry. Uh, Marcus Padilla, who is uh, actually, you know, of course, the director of broadcasting, you kind of gave him a shout out. He actually just texted me just now, uh, and he wanted me to tell you what's up. There and, you uh, go. Also, want to say thank you for uh, shouting out the video, and uh, so yeah, so I wanted to kind of say that right there real quick. Uh, so yeah, shout out Marcus. He's a good dude, uh, and he he definitely did a lot to make this happen. But going back to the original question, um, thank God we have Buffalo in September because that was kind of the one game that I was really nervous about, you know, thinking to myself, like, okay, well, are we going to have to go to Buffalo in December or can we get that knocked out week two? So, you know, you have Denver and you have Buffalo back-to-back on the road. And, of course, I would have liked for us to, you know, maybe got one of our first two games at home. That would have been nice. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't make the schedule. But to have those two teams back-to-back on the road, you know, and get it out of the way in September, you don't have to worry about going there in the cold and, you know, you don't. You, there's a lot of situational football that's going to be a lot better and better weather. You know, I don't want to worry about Daniel Carlson freezing in Buffalo in December trying to kick a game-winning field goal. I don't want to worry about that. Let's just get out of the way in, in September. So that's very convenient. Chicago in October, you know, Chicago's very unpredictable weather, and that's still going to be a little iffy in October. But I will say that I'll take Chicago in October over Chicago in November or December or January, so that's cool. Um, I'm not going to complain about that either. So really the only big, like, you know, cold-weather game that is going to be rough will definitely be Kansas City on Christmas Day. That's going to be rough. I remember the last time I went to Kansas City, I believe in, not last season, but the year before that, I went to Kansas City, and uh, I remember just being outside uh, on the field before the game. And This was in November or December, and it was so cold, and I got so sick. Uh, so definitely going to make sure that I bundle up when I'm uh, when I'm there. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be key. And I'll give you this little nugget. Eight games in 13 weeks at Allegiant Stadium for the Raiders. Eight out, their, eight out of their last 13 games will be at home because they get one home game out of their first four. So that's way different than last year where they had eight home games in the whole 18-week schedule. So let's have a blast at Allegiant Stadium. Levi, tell the folks where to follow you on social media and all your coverage on Raiders.com. Uh, you can, you guys, I know, you can always follow me at the Levi Edwards. Uh, that's all of my handles on Instagram, uh, Twitter, everything. So uh, I'm, I'm always there. How you doing, Coach? Doing good. Sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, definitely you can follow me there. Also, we have a lot of great coverage coming out from me and Rachel on Raiders.com. You're going to have a lot of great pieces about the whole team from front to bottom. doesn't matter if it's Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody fighting on the practice squad. You're going to read a lot of good stories this year uh, from start to finish. So I'm really excited.
You guys always get the inside scoop with Levi, with Rachel, with the whole squad they got out there on Raiders.com. Levi, I appreciate you very much, mi hermano. Muchas gracias. Thank you. Muchas gracias. There he goes. Levi Edwards, follow him on social. Check out his coverage on Raiders.com. Remember, fans, Grimaldi's is hands down my favorite pizza in Las Vegas. Only at Grimaldi's Pizzeria can you get famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza that you crave. Grimaldi's has four locations in the Vegas Valley, Boca Park, the Palazzos, Out Rainbow, and in Green Valley. For more, visit Grimaldi'sPizzeria.com. Let's go to a break. And coming back on the JT The Brick Show, we're going to have JT The Brick. to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. I've seen Jacoby grow a lot, you know, since he came into the league as an undrafted free agent and um, smart, tough, dependable, durable, um, has, has learned the two things uh, that you need to be good at in the NFL to play receiver, you know, get open and catch the ball. And so um, he does those things well, has been very productive, especially in the last three years here, um, with a multitude of different quarterbacks, you know, and he's played played a little bit with Tom, played with Cam, played with Mac, you know, and has been able to uh, really kind of fit in with all of them. So um, just excited about him. He's a mature young guy. I think he's got a bright future. Um, made a lot of big plays and looking forward to his best football here coming up. Josh McDaniels talking about Newly acquired wide receiver Jacoby Myers, who is going to be catching footballs from Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm excited to see how the most productive New England Patriots wide receiver the last three years is going to do in a system now where he's not going to be the number one, where he's going to have Devontae Adams next to him, where he's going to have under Renfro. I think Jacoby is going to be very productive in this offense with Josh McDaniels at the helm. And someone that's at the helm always with the Raider Nation, with Raider Nation Radio, is JT The Brick, who's calling in all the way from Oklahoma. JT, it's great to have you here on your show, my man. Oh, thank you, Harry. You do an unbelievable job as always. We got a lot of catching up to do. I'm uh, in Oklahoma for my son's college graduation tomorrow, and with my parents and my wife and son and some cousins having a good time. But we got to dive into the schedule, the prime time games. Raider Nation, I love five prime time games, four at home. I said it. I didn't know if they'd do it. They made up for the mistake last year, screwing the Raider Nation with no prime time games that mattered. Now we're loaded. Point is now, now we have to win because we're loaded up with primetime games. But I love that as we start off. Absolutely. And heck, right off the, uh, right off the bat, you get two, your first two home games are on those prime spots, the ones that everybody wants to play in. Week three versus Pittsburgh, Sunday night football. Week five versus the Packers, Monday night football against young quarterbacks uh, taking the lead for those squads. Those are games that are must win, in my opinion, JT, for the silver and black. Yeah, there's, I think there's some must-wins before that. Uh, I don't like the two on the road to start off. No one would ever want to play two on the road. That's the way it is with arena and concert and global stadiums. The Raiders are starting on the road at Denver, at Buffalo. Those are tough games. I mean, the Raiders have owned 
Denver recently. Now it's the era of Sean Payton. You got to expect them to be better. I, I don't like, there's a couple of things in the schedule I don't like at all. I don't like Denver to start, Denver to end. I don't like first and last. That's not a big uh, favorite of mine. I don't like the fact that we start with two on the road, including the Buffalo Bills home opener. That is a brutal game right out of the gate. So better beat Denver. Got to come out and beat Denver. Go 1-0. and Take a shot at Buffalo. You want to win them all. But Raiders will be a heavy underdog in that game. And then there's an opportunity to stabilize everything and go on a nice winning streak midway through the season. I don't like the late bye. I hate the late bye. I'd like it maybe three or four weeks earlier, but that's the way it bounced. So, as we all say, Harry, you got to play the games and win the games, but it's not an easy schedule. they got great opponents on this schedule early, middle, and late. Here's a nugget, JT. It's the latest bye in franchise history. They had never had a bye week after Week 10, the Raiders. So they're going to get Week 13. And I also got to say this. What did you think about only having three road games from Week 9 on all the way to Week 18? They're not going to have any weather game except Kansas City. Yeah, the Kansas City game is the only weather game, and that's one of my top eight points. When I put out a tweet last week about my do's and don'ts and what I like and don't like is the fact that this is an indoor warm-weather team that plays in a dome. Eventually, they'll prove themselves outdoors in weather in the future under this regime. But, you know, that benefits them, too. There's just the Raiders have got to play big early. They've got to come out of the preseason. Last year, they came out of the preseason kind of in a slumber. It was a great preseason, but they weren't tested. Undefeated in the preseason, really not a lot of competition. The starters didn't play. Depending on what Josh McDaniels does this time around, with these new young players who are going to play, Raiders got to hit the ground quickly in what should be an easy weather game in Denver early in the season before Buffalo. And look, you take your shot in Buffalo not playing in the snow. That's a break. You know, The Buffalo game could have been in London. It wasn't. It could have been in November, December. It wasn't. So the Raiders benefit on that other than the fact that that's their home opener and that crowd's going to be out of control and they're a better team the last couple of years. But the rest of the schedule... Not a lot of problems. You know, go beat Chicago in Chicago, Detroit on Monday night. That's a quirky little fun game. I like that. I like the Sunday night games, and I really think the Raiders, here's my big takeaway. They're on a massive stage this year. The NFL put the Raiders on a global, national stage, along with Aaron Rodgers and obviously Kansas City and Buffalo and Cincinnati, who deserve it. But I don't think there could be a Raider fan out there complaining about the fact that the Raiders aren't going to get good PR. The only thing they must do is win games. They can't start slow. They can't bury themselves. Because I think starting fast or getting to 2-2, two and two, getting to 3-1, and one, getting to 3-2 and two will set up this team to make a playoff run with those games you talked about, middle to the back end. Absolutely. The Raiders have owned the Broncos the last three years, and you kick off the new regime in Denver with the Raider game out there in Denver. So that's a good opportunity for the Silver and Black to still put their foot on their throats and learn lessons from last year. It's like, hey, you don't put games away, there's an opportunity you lose those games. So now go out in Denver and start off hot. That would be great for the Raiders. Yeah, I don't like three out of the first four on the road. Three on three of the first four in the AFC, adding in that Charger game, which is a home game for the Raiders, obviously, because Raider fans will buy those tickets up. But, look, you start off with three out of four on the road. And I'm not a guy who usually says, let's split them, let's go two and two. I don't count games like that. For me, it's always been one at a time and make sure you peak for the big, big games, the primetime games. But I'm pretty happy. I don't think they got screwed over as much as they have in the past. 
other than the fact with the two on the road. If it was Denver at home and then at Buffalo, I think that would have been great if there wasn't any scheduling conflicts. That would have been fair for the league to say you're going to open up at home against Denver, then you're going to travel to Buffalo. And then I think the Raiders come in and out of that one-and-one, they're in a good shape. Now having to go out to Denver, that becomes a tricky game. You don't want to lose that game and then have to travel all the way to Buffalo to that madhouse, which I'll be going to that one for sure. And that's a tough spot because you'd be 0-2 if you don't win the Denver game. But, look, they might come out and roar against Buffalo. We don't know. But other than the schedule, I'm in a great mood. I think the primetime games as a season ticket holder really gets me excited. I've had 50 people calling me up from, for, from Pittsburgh, Giant fans, Jet fans. They're already clamoring for tickets. So Raider Nation, do the right thing. If you're going to sell your tickets, sell them to a Raider fan. Exactly. And now one more question, JT. What do you think about the divisional breakdown? Last year, the Raiders kicked off the season with three divisional games in their first five weeks, and now they're going to have three divisional games in their last four games of the season. And they're going to have week one against Denver, week four against Chargers, and they don't get a divisional opponent all the way to week 12 against Kansas City, which, by the way, they're going to play Kansas City twice in a five-week span. Yeah, Harry, I'm a big believer in just win games and count them up at the end and make the wild card, make the playoffs or win your division. It's hard to say this team's going to leapfrog Kansas City with this schedule and win the division. So I, I don't look at it that way. I don't look at the Chargers any differently than the Vikings or Detroit. I Just beat the teams in front of you. Try to get to 10 wins. This schedule shows again, minimum nine. You probably got to get 10 to get in. 11, you're locked to get in. And with this schedule, it's going to be hard to do, but I'm very optimistic. Most of the country, the pundits, the talking heads, the media members, don't know anything about this team. They don't know who they added. They don't know the depth. They don't know how great the offense is. They just know Devontae, Josh Jacobs, and Jimmy G. They don't, they're not talking about Jacoby Myers, Hunter, who's here, all the other players that can do multiple things in this offense and keep defenses on the sideline. But the offense, in order to manage this schedule, the offense has to be great. The offense has to be elite. You know, I'm not going to say a top 10 defense. How about getting outside the top 25 and inside the top 25, inside the top 20? That's the goal. But the offense, whatever you think, Harry, of this offense, as you're the Latino voice of this team, they better be better than what you and I think of because this offense is the only way they're going to win at Buffalo, the only way they're going to win against the Packers, the only way they're going to win the home opener against the Steelers. This offense has to score mega points all year, 30-plus every game. Nothing like happened last year in New Orleans. No 16-3 blown leads against the Rams. Josh McDaniels got to step on the throat of this division and everyone else with a playbook that's going to be executed better in the red zone by Jimmy Garoppolo, an offense that's going to stay on the field longer and a fresher defense that is smarter, faster, and more explosive. That's how the Raiders manage this schedule. One thing's for sure. From here all the way till September when the season starts, it's going to be very, very fun to see the way this team evolves. And heck, I'm excited about preseason, JT, with the guys that are trying to gain their spot on the roster, with the rookies that got drafted. There's a lot of pieces that are going to get all together in that preseason, that schedule against the Niners at home, against the Rams in L.A., and against the Cowboys in Dallas. That's going to be fun to call as well. Well, you, know, you would think we're going to see players playing in the preseason to get ready for that first game at Denver. I mean, you can't come in rusty, can't come in expecting players who haven't played to come in and win, and win at Denver and win at Buffalo. So it'll be interesting to see the style and the philosophy 
that Josh McDaniels has with the preseason. I mean, he's, he's a stickler to details. They're going to be ready. They need to be healthy, obviously, but they have to have some chemistry working. There wasn't a lot of chemistry with Derek Carr last year in the midseason other than with Devontae. There's a lot of guys now who are really good on this offense, and there's a lot of guys who are going to be touching the ball. Hopefully we see a couple of them in the preseason. If not, hopefully they're healthy for the start of the season. But that secondary is going to need a lot of preseason work. The linebackers are going to need a lot of preseason work. And, you know, other than that, I'm just excited. As I said when I started our conversation, I love the primetime games. With the Las Vegas Raiders, formerly the L.A. and the Oakland Raiders, you play on the biggest stages around the world. Roger Goodell gave us the biggest stages around the world now. There's no more complaining about primetime. I was the leader of that. Now you got the games, Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night. Now it's time for the Raiders to come in and stop on some people and win some games early, get the Raider Nation going. Exactly. You don't win the Super Bowl in September, but you can get yourself out of contention if you don't start hot in a season. Let's get the Raiders with a good start. JT, enjoy, my man. Congratulations to your son, and have a safe trip home. We'll have you back here on Monday. Appreciate all our partners and all our great listeners. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, Bobby. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. Heck, it's starting to get hot out there, and I want to go to the pool. And I'll go to the M Resort Stay Dream Pool because it's going to get popping tomorrow on Saturday. And throughout the month of May, every Saturday from noon to 3 p.m., the Daydream Pool will be sampling Cointreau cocktails that are featured on their extensive cocktail menu courtesy of Remy Martin. So come get controversial at the M Resort Daydream Pool courtesy of Remy Martin. Let's go to a break and we'll kick off hour number two after it. 